Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Life of Caitlin. It has been a little over a month since I last posted a podcast because I've been super busy with school and college stuff, work, and I took a little bit of a break for my mental health and I took a little bit of a social media break for a bit, which I will be talking about later on. So let's get straight into this. Okay, like I said, I've been busy, especially with school. Last week, we started a new semester, so that is always fun. And I am proud to say that I am finally back in school after four months. I am back as a hybrid student, which, if you don't know what that is, it is in school and online. I am in school on Mondays and Thursdays, and I do online on Tuesdays and Fridays, and then Wednesdays we count as office hours. We don't have to do school those days, but some teachers require it. Being back in school is, for me personally, a great experience. I missed seeing a lot of my friends, who most of them I couldn't hang out with until now, because of corona and having a new semester it gives me a new chance to restart stuff i did not do very well the first half of the school year so the second half i'm really hoping turns out a lot better i convinced my counselor to let me retake government because i unfortunately failed it in the first half and it was a little bit of a struggle but she did get me put into one of the government classes for the second half and I'm going to see if I can get everything handed in and do get out of the class before the end of the allotted time. I also did my English exam along with my government exam and I got I believe a 93 on the exam for English and I will be honest that was not one of my strongest classes. I didn't really know what I was doing same with government but i am glad that i did very well on that exam because it taught me that i should actually do the work in the class and and not just sit around on my ass like i did the whole semester this semester not only am i retaking government i'm also taking public speaking as my second half of my english credit with one of my favorite teachers who was my 10th grade English teacher and I'm also taking economics and let me just say that class is also one of my favorites we just started like I said but here's the thing the teacher I'm supposed to have for economics is out of school for the rest of the year because her children have school on different days she's got to stay home and homeschool them Her husband is also a teacher at my school, so one of them always has to be home. So right now I have two substitutes for that class. They are two of the nicest guys I've ever met. They always make sure that we have everything turned in and complete, and they really go into thorough descriptions of what we need to do, which for me personally is great. I am not a student who can just be handed something and told to do it i'm someone who needs an authoritative figure to tell me this is what you need to do 
here are thorough steps so that you do it correctly. Another reason that I'm glad to be back is to finally be in my choir classes. I love those classes so much. I am so glad to be back in them and actually being able to sing in front of people. Speaking of that, I did recently an all-county audition, which, if you don't know what that is, it is for music students who play an instrument or who sing, and you submit an audition and give it to your teacher, they send it in, and you are essentially graded on it. And then you are hopefully chosen to be part of the All-County Choir. I got my interview, it wasn't an interview, but the audition. I got my audition done, sent it in, and received my paperwork back in an email. And this was the first time I've done it since I was in fifth grade when I played a French horn. This was my first time doing voice, and I believe I got a 94 on that, which is pretty decent. And my choir teacher told me that I was also accepted into the all-county choir. Now, that is a very big deal for one main reason. Normally, we go to a school and we do the auditions there, and there aren't very many people who do them. I would say out of the entire county, seven to eight hundred students. Well, this year my teacher told us because it was fully virtual that there were over a thousand students. So with that being said, I was one of the students chosen out of a thousand students along with other kids in my group, in my school, to be chosen for that choir. Not everyone makes it in there, so out of a thousand students, at least, that is a very big accomplishment. I am still getting used to my schedule, but, you know, it all gives us, we all have to take some time to get used to our schedules. It is not very easy to do, especially when it's a new semester and you have classes that you don't know where they are, you don't know who the teachers are, you don't really know what they're about. And I remember asking one of my study hall teachers, why did we come back a week before the new semester started, or a week or two? Why didn't they just wait that extra week or two and make us come back when the new semester started? Because me, personally, would have been better off with that. Because I have to get used to that transition of going from these classes and lunch at this time to, oh, well, now I've got all new classes and now my lunches change. And the teacher said she wished they did that too, but it wasn't up to them. It was more like the superintendent who did it. Speaking of superintendents, excuse me, <laughs> speaking of superintendents, I found out, actually we all found out, that the superintendent we had, who I believe I've talked about before in previous episodes, he is no longer my superintendent. We now have a new one. I have not noticed any changes right now because of a new superintendent, but I can tell that everyone is definitely a lot happier with this new one than the old one. 
and I am looking forward to seeing how the rest of the school year and my friends who are grades below me, how the rest of their school years coming up are going to be affected by it, if it's going to be better or if it's going to be worse. I was sitting in bed the other day, pretty late at night I believe, or it was sometime during the day, I don't exactly remember to be honest, and I realized something. I ended up writing down what it was, wrote a big paragraph, it's about a minute and a half, less than that, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, somewhere around the minute mark and wrote down what my realization was so i'm going to share that with you guys because this is deep from my heart and i feel like it needs to be said and i don't think i'm the only one that this pertains to this can pertain to all the upcoming college freshmen people who are in their senior year right now getting ready to go to college so i'm going to share that with you guys the last four years of high school have been crazy. I've made friends and lost friends, experienced heartbreak, fights, never went to a real high school party. I almost got suspended, been dress coded, got high and drunk during school, cheated on tests and failed classes, went to football games and dances, ran track, and much more. In six months, I leave it all behind, move out of my hometown, and go out of state for college for at least six years for my dream job. I leave my friends, family, boyfriend, and loved ones hoping that when I come back, they'll still love me. It's been a wild ride, but I learned something from it. That's all in my past, and I'm moving forward in life. And stuff will be a distant memory. But those distant memories, they mean something to me. They show my growth, and yeah, I've had ups and downs, but I wouldn't change any of that. Because no matter what, those have made me who I am. So here's to the last six months of me before the big change, the one month until I'm an adult, and all the upcoming memories. Pretty much the gist of that was that in six months, I'm not going to be living in a place that I know fairly well. I'm going to be six hours away at my, one of, I should say, one of my top schools for six years to go to school and get educated in the major that I want to for my future job. And I realized that I've made a lot of memories at my school since my freshman year. Yeah, some of them have been horrible. I've gotten into, not physical, but into verbal fights with people. I've almost gotten suspended almost every single year. There have been stupid little things. Freshman and sophomore year was because of social media, which again, I will be talking about that later. Junior year was probably getting caught vaping in the locker room or in the bathroom. Just stupid stuff. And I realized, yeah, I made all these memories, but in six months, those... In, sorry. In six months, those memories are all going to be distant. Those memories are going to be in the past. I'll be moving on to become a different person. Moving to a place that I know pretty much nothing about. And with that becomes a new me. I will be someone that no one really knows. And I have an opportunity to better myself. So I am looking forward to that. But at the same time, I'm scared. Because I'm afraid that 
I'm going to leave and come back and pretty much lose the people that I had before I left. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my best friends and some of my relationships are going to either slowly diminish or we're just going to completely forget about each other. And that's the thing that worries me the most. So now that I shared that little story with you guys, I do want to talk about college for a little bit. I went and applied, I want to say, to 15 to 16 schools in between there. And I have received letters from most of them, actually, saying that I've been accepted. And... So far, my number one school has not gotten back to me, but you know what? I'm okay with that, and here's why. My number one school is, honestly, at this point, no longer my number one school. I have made my decision on where I want to go for quite a few reasons. And you guys are one of the first to hear about this. I have only told my mom, two of my closest friends and my boyfriend about where I am planning on going. And like I said, I have not heard back from all of the schools, but I don't really care at this point. I am planning on attending Central Michigan University, and I want to go there because one of my best friends lives there, lives near there, I should say, about, I would say between an hour to two hours away from the school. And I want the opportunity to actually meet them since we've been friends for a little over a year, but we never actually met in person. Obviously, we had plans to, but because of COVID, those plans got canceled. So I let them know, hey, this is where I'm planning on going. Not only that, my mom's friend lives about an hour and a half away from the school, and um, she'll be someone who can, sorry about that, she'll be someone who can help familiarize me with the area, because she's lived there her, pretty much her whole life. So I will actually have people there who can get me used to what it's like living there. And people have told me, oh, well, Michigan is pretty much just like a different version of Buffalo, which is where I'm from. They said it's pretty much just like Buffalo, so you don't have anything to worry about, which I am glad about. Now, the other thing is that I have to do my music auditions for these schools. As of right now, I'm only planning on doing it for Central Michigan, and I actually have to do them very soon. I set the audition date for February 27th, I believe. And that being said, they want you to have your audition video in by two weeks, at least two weeks, before your audition, or before the interview. So I have less than a week to get it in, which isn't too bad, because I already know one of the songs I'm singing, I just have to find another song. After that, on my, what would be considered, 
my audition date. I have a Zoom meeting with the music department, and it's just simply a 15-minute interview discussing, I'm assuming, why I want to go there, and just simple things that you would do as part of an audition for music, like sight reading or doing scales, and then just asking general questions about the department or about the school in general. So I am excited but nervous at the same time because the only other audition I've done was my all-county audition. And this one of the songs I'm using is my all-county audition song. But now I've got to figure out another song to do, which again shouldn't be too bad. I'll probably use one of my old choir songs. And along with that, I've got a lot to prepare for those because we have to have them recorded a certain way and then we have to send them in a certain way. Very stressful, but as much as I'm stressed about it, I'm also very confident in it. So that should not be too much of a problem. Along with that, the last day or so I've been looking at the school a little more, looking at apartments near the school which I will be talking about a little bit later. And today, I actually wrote down supplies that I would need and able to go to college. I did not realize how much stuff I would need to bring with me. I have four pages full of supplies recommended by the College Board, which, if you don't know what that is, it's just a website that you can use for college stuff, obviously, but I have four pages full of stuff that they want you to bring or that they recommend you bring. And I was looking at it and I was like, okay, well, I've got most of this stuff, but I've also got to buy some of this stuff. Shouldn't be a problem. One of my main concerns is, how am I going to get all of this stuff I need to my school? I have no clue. I do not have a car, but I am working on that again. I will talk about that later. But how am I supposed to get this boatload of stuff six hours away for school? Granted, I have six months to figure it out, but that is pretty much one of my main concerns right now. I'm going to talk about something that I'm sure most of you have been dying to know about, <laughs> is work. So, as many of you know, I have left my old job from that I've talked about in previous episodes and transferred to a different place that is pretty much my competition. And I believe last you guys knew, I had an orientation there. Since my orientation there, I have worked... I apologize if you hear that, my ceilings are cracking. Since I've worked there, since I've been hired, I have worked, I would say, about a month I've been there. A little over a month. And my training was amazing. I believe I talked a little bit about my training from my old job versus my new job. And if not, that will be in an episode coming up since I'm trying to plan ahead get a few episodes out before the end of the month since I have missed 
quite a few of them. And my training is just phenomenal. Right now, I am a cashier, which I could not be happier about. I love it. I did have a few mess-ups, though, when I was working, which is, again, no big deal. We all get them. But I am very happy with my position there. Now, that being said, I have also realized, well, I only work a few days a week. I only work two to three most of the time because, again, as of school, I am still 17, so I am not allowed to work certain times. But I realized, well, I need to, I don't need to, but I've decided to look for a second job just so that I can work more hours and make more money. And quite a few of my coworkers actually work in the strip down a few stores. And they told me, oh, we'll come apply over here, whatever, whatever. And I said, okay, great idea. I told my mom about it. She was on board with it, you know, making a little extra money. I wouldn't be home all the time, but again, that's fine because when I'm home, I really don't do anything. I'm bored out of my mind. When I have online school, I really don't do anything. I do that, and then I pretty much go back to sleep. I need to actually be productive during my days. So I went to apply for the place, and I realized, okay, well, I need to wait a little bit because I have to be 18 to work there. Not a big deal. I can wait a month and then apply again. So in the meantime, I applied to a food chain restaurant that many of you know. I'm not going to say what it is because I have not gotten the job there. But I was like, you know what, I'll apply there as a busser or correction as, as what is it, um... Give me a minute, sorry. I applied as a hostess. There it is. It took me a second. I applied as a hostess and I'm waiting to hear back. Which, again, if I don't hear back, that's completely fine. Because in a month, I could apply to the place I was originally going to. And even then, I really don't need to. Because I will be old enough to work 40 hours a week. Yes, I will still be a student, so I'm not entirely sure how that will work, what the rules are, etc. But I will have an opportunity to make more money. And one of my favorite things to talk about is stories I have from work. So I'm going to dive into a few of these stories that I have, just off the top of my head, since I started working. And try and figure out maybe two or three of my craziest stories that I've experienced as a cashier there. One of the stories I have is I was working, I'd like to say two weekends ago, and my football team, the Buffalo Bills, were playing. They were playing in, I believe it was the playoffs, to see if they were going to the Super Bowl. And I had... Towards the end of my shift, I had like 10 minutes of my shift left. So I decided I would take a customer. And the way my register is set up is we have these little walls. 
which are part of the queue line, which is essentially the line that you walk through where we have a bunch of stuff from the store set up there that you can pick up and look at and add to your purchase. And so we have these walls set up. So I can't really see the customers from where I stand. They can't really see us. And I can't lean over the counter because of the protective shields. So I go and I hit the button to call up the next customer. And I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be that big of an or that big of a purchase because I kind of just wanted to get it done, maybe help one more person, help out my other cashiers, and leave. Well, I called the person up, and it was this older man, and we had recently that day just gotten in a bunch of stock of our Buffalo Bills hoodies, and throughout that day, a lot of people were buying them. Obviously, we had the game the next day, we were going to the playoffs, everyone wanted to show off the hoodies. And throughout that week and the previous week, a lot of people were buying them as well. But we had just gotten the new stock of them in. So I'm cashing out this man, and I look at his cart, and when I say it was full, I mean to the brim, it was full of our entire new stock of hoodies that we just bought. There were, I want to say, 34, 35 hoodies, and I had to scan each and every single one of them. And normally we take the hangers off, and we put them in a bag, but he wanted the hangers. So, not only did I have to scan over 30 hoodies, I also had to take off the little size IDs, because we need those at work. And... We did not have bags big enough, so I had to put them in garbage bags. His total came out to be $711 and some odd change. And he ended up paying in a wad of 20s. I could not count them. I had to keep pausing and recounting it until I eventually got the amount that I needed and give him his change back, and then I had to put them in the garbage bags. So... The girl next to me was on break, and I'm lucky she was because I had to put all those hoodies at her register. She had the big register. I had a small one. So I obviously did not have enough space on mine, and all you see is a giant pile of hoodies. People on the line are looking, and, you know, I was letting them know, sorry, someone already bought these. I just need to bag them, whatever. I had to take off all the size IDs and put them in the garbage bags. Three garbage bags later, this man's order, or purchase I should say, was completely done. I handed him, you know, the bag by bag. Was I could not get anyone else to help me bag because we were short-staffed that day. And we had a line of customers because we were getting ready to close in, a, in an hour or two, I don't remember. So I had to bag it all by myself. That did not go very good by me. So the 10 minutes that I had left, where I wanted to help out one or two more people and help everyone else out with their purchases and help them bag and everything, I spent pretty much cashing out one guy, buying a bunch of hoodies that 
We all said, hey, we sell them for this much. He's going to sell these at the Bills games or at the corner for twice the amount that they are. Which people actually will do. And the thing that's sad about it is people don't realize that they could come to our store and buy them the exact same hoodies for half the price he was selling them at. Another story is from the other day, or sometime last week, and this thing all started earlier on in the day. This lady came up to me, kind of ran up, didn't even wait in the line, and started talking to me about my hair and wanted my help on helping her choose purple shampoo and conditioner. So I said, well, I don't really have anyone in line right now. It's pretty empty. My CEC told me, yeah, I'd go ahead. So I leave through where the employees behind the desk go. Well, she didn't realize which way I went. So she ended up going and moving part of our queue line, which was just like a movable shelf at that part. She moved that and brought her cart with her through there. When she was shrugged, like, I have no clue. I'm standing over there at the beauty section with this woman for about five minutes talking with this other lady who was trying to help her out too and i needed to get back to my register so i let her know it seems like you guys have got it from here so i'm going to go and cash out some customers she said okay thank you i want to say between half an hour to an hour and a half later this lady comes up to my register same woman with two cartfuls of stuff she was buying and a chair that she wanted to put on hold so she had a bunch of stuff and like I said this was right before I was leaving same with the gentleman it was right before I was getting ready to leave so she was a very difficult customer she would have stuff and be like oh well I don't want this because it's the wrong size or you guys don't have the color I wanted and she'd be handing me a bunch of stuff and I'd have to put them in the processing bins and hand them to my CECs and be like, she doesn't want this, doesn't want that, whatever. And we get to the point where I'm scanning, where I was about to scan the shoes that she wanted. And she's like, oh, well, they don't have a price tag on them. So what we're supposed to do is call someone over, get them to go do a price check for us. And she was like, oh no, it's okay, I'll just put them on hold until tomorrow when I pick up the chair, which she had just paid for. Okay, so we do that. We finally finish her order. We finally finish it. And I feel like something else went wrong. Like I said, this was about a week or two ago, so I don't exactly remember. Finally get it done. I end up giving her her receipt, forgetting that I had to keep the gift receipt for the chair she was getting and give it to the CEC. I ended up giving it to her, not realizing it, and then she leaves. Well, I already had someone go do a price check on the boots, so they come back and I was like, she said she's going to hold them till tomorrow. My CEC looks at me and she goes, you know what was going on, right? And I was like, oh yeah. This lady was trying to take a bunch of stuff from us, trying to distract me by wanting to pretty much 
get a bunch of stuff and then say, oh, it's the wrong size, you know, I'm not going to buy it, whatever. And we realized it when she brought up the shoes. And when I said, okay, well, I can get someone to price check them. And she kept saying, no, it's fine, whatever. From a cashier's point of view, someone who works in retail, when someone does that and they constantly decline us saying, well, we'll go get the price checked, it's mainly them trying to see if they can get away with stealing them. So we end up just putting them on hold for her anyways. We get the whole chair situation situated. And then I went home. And I came home and I was like, Mom, I don't want to talk about work. It was stressful, whatever, whatever. But that's not the end of, well, that's the end of that story. That's not the end of my work stories. I believe it was either the same day or that same week we had these customers that were in line. And obviously we do have the mask policy, you need to wear them. And one of my CECs was there and him and I are just talking, him trying to give me advice on stuff. And then I just hear him go, oh, um, uh, okay, you guys go to register three and we can take you up here. Well, I was like, okay, they're obviously not listening to him. So I just yell, you three go to register three. It's on the other side of the wall. You two come up to me and I'll cash you guys up. Well, what I didn't know was that they were about to fight in the middle of the store. And it was because the one lady had her mask on, but it was under her nose and the other lady was trying to start a fight about it. And the lady said when she was coming up to me, you better hope I don't catch you out in the parking lot. So I just go on with a normal conversation. I was like, how are you guys today? Will you be using our rewards card? Whatever, whatever. And then in the end, I was like, all right, have a nice day. I turn around and I look at my CECs and we all have a look on our face. And we don't know if anything actually happened in the parking lot. We don't think anything did. But again, that's just like arrogant people. I've got one more story for you. This one is just still fresh in my memory. And it drives me insane. So the other day, this man comes in. And he comes up to the register. He looks a little antsy. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's not used to having all female cashiers and he's used to just talking with guys whatever and he comes up talking about oh well i went to the wrong store and they said they had them on hold here and they were these cement or stone i don't really know squirrels they were like garden like stuff you'd put in the garden and so my cec and my manager are up there and my manager goes to look for them and he just keeps going on about, oh, well, they told me to come to this store, whatever, whatever. And my CEC says, she's like, sir, he's going to look for them only. She's like, you know, he's going to look for them. He hasn't found them yet. He's not come back yet. One of us has to stay up here with the rest of them because we're not allowed to have, we're not allowed to be up there by ourselves. We always need one of them up there in case something's wrong. He's going on, he's like, oh, they said it was this store. She's like, he hasn't even come back with them yet. He comes back with them, and, you know, we're like, okay, thank you, whatever. Well, I'm going to cash him out. And the guy 
was like asking me he's like oh well that spot on there he's like he's pointing it out he's like is that supposed to be there i look him dead in the eye and i was like sir i am a cashier i do not handle what is made and what is brought in i have no clue my cc comes over you know hearing it and she's like oh that's how it was manufactured whatever and he's like okay well, what about that tiny little hole there there was a hole in the seam where they were put together which is normal and he was trying to get you know we do have a thing where if an item is damaged we will give them 10 percent off of that item he's trying to get the 10 percent off we're like sir there is nothing wrong with these items so we wrap them we put them in bags he pays and he leaves and my one one of the cashiers one of my coworkers, who i'm becoming friends with she's new there so you know i'm helping her and everything she told me she's like yeah i gave him to you because he looked like he was on a bender he looked like he was off and i was like and she's like i didn't want to deal with him she's new on registers still getting used to it so she's she takes some more evilling people which is fine so i was like okay that works but i never want to do that again so since then i have not worked i do not work until later this week and i don't know if i'm looking forward to it to be honest so those were my four wow four of them crazy work stories again these have all happened within the past few weeks i guarantee the next episode is going to have more of them <laughs> Now, another thing I'm just going to talk about is just, it's not random, but it's random, but I, like I said, was having mental issues, whatever, whatever, and I decided it's time for a makeover. Well, by that I meant two things, actually. One, rearranging my entire room, moving everything around, which I'm still in the process of doing. I got all the furniture and everything moved around, I added a mini fridge in my room, moved a lot of stuff around, hung some stuff up, and I'm currently in the process of about to hang up some pictures on one of my walls that I sadly will have to take down in a few months, and still, you know, just gotta pick up some of the stuff on the ground, do some laundry, whatever, whatever. The other part of the makeover thing is that for the last week or two, I decided, well, my sister got her hair cut super short. It looks super cute. And I decided I want to do the same thing. So either around my birthday or around graduation, I'm going to be cutting my hair. And again, like I said, my sister's super cute with short hair. And I realized, well, I've got my bangs that are kind of growing out a bit. That are actually very outgrown. So I'm going to end up cutting my hair super short, pretty much almost like a pixie cut and leaving the bangs, and that's pretty much that. I'm probably also going to, again, dye my hair one more time. So, I mean, that's pretty much that. Rearranged my room, still in the process of that. And I realized with the cutting my hair that I'll probably do it around my birthday because I'll be 18, I'll be a new, well, quote, new person, and it's, it's, how do I word this? 
it'll show that I'm a mature person. Obviously, having long hair doesn't, you know, mean you're not. But it'll be a very mature look for me. So I'm very excited to do that. <laughs> now, the next thing I want to talk about is a very serious topic. And I think I've touched on it in the past, but not too much. And I want to talk about a lot of online hate that I have recently come into. Some of it is just really stupid stuff, but some of it is very serious. So the first thing I'm going to touch on is about a few weeks ago, or not about a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was scrolling through Instagram, whatever, and my ex's friend posted something, and it was just a video, and I just did a stupid comment on it, talking about, oh, that, you know, the guy at the beginning is me running away from my responsibilities or something like that. And he responded, and he's like, oh, you know, the guy at the end is so-and-so, my ex, running away from a situation that we very briefly touched on. He said, oh, him running away from, you know, your accusations, whatever. If you're one of my friends, you know what that's about. And when I say that I was freaked out, I meant I was absolutely i was pissed i was livid and you know i responded was like let's not talk about that whatever it's been this long whatever whatever and so my ex ends up unblocking me and he responds to the comment and he's like oh well you know you're done talking to me whatever whatever i know you're talking pretty much yeah bullshit we end up getting into i kid you not when i say this a 12 hour argument on his friend's Instagram post in the comments. I'm calling him out on his bullshit. He's calling me out on mine. And I tell him multiple times, let's not keep this in the comments. It's late at night. It was probably about this time, which is right now it's 3.30 in the morning. And it was like, DM me if you want to finish talking about this. Well, he didn't. He kept it in the comments, whatever, whatever. And I started taking screenshots of the whole conversation. And then I was like, you know what? The way him and I have fought before, this is going to go on forever. So I stopped taking them. The next day, I'm, you know, next day, a few days later, I'm hanging out with one of my friends. And I was like, oh, hey, this is going to go read. And she was like, oh, well, I can only read your comments. I said, oh, well, then he blocked me again. But she's like, okay, so I get the gist of it. I was like, okay, whatever. That, when I say that was one of the most, like, one of the worst days of my life, it really was. Because right before that, I think I posted a video on TikTok about, oh, well, I'm finally, you know, over my ex after, you know, this long and whatever, whatever. I'm a new person, whatever. And I think it was actually on the seven month of us breaking up. So I was like, it's been seven months. He was finally off my mind and then this happened. And earlier that day, I was talking with one of our friends. one You know, a mutual friend between him and I, who I think I may have known longer. I texted him and I was like, dude, we should not have talked about him because this is what happened, whatever, whatever. So, 
I do have to admit that one of his comments made me laugh, and it was the next morning when we were still fighting. And I said, just being mean, being petty, I said, well, maybe I'll see you around the neighborhood or see you on campus sometime because the school he goes to, I got accepted to. And I was like, well, maybe I'm going to go there because quite a few of my friends are. I do have to admit his comment was hilarious and it made me laugh and it was the last thing he said to me and it, he said i hope not i don't want to throw up in my mask so i was like well you know what at least you wear yours and i said by the way thank you you just made my whole day but i was very off put that entire week about this situation i texted my boyfriend about it and was like hey well here's the thing he knows we're dating now that might be a story for another time. Um, and I was like, you know, but I'm done with him. I'm done with all the bullshit. I'm done with all of it. Whatever. So that was that story. Now here's another one that is definitely more serious. I recently downloaded, after not having it for about a month, I downloaded YOLO again. It was about a month or two. And I deleted it just because of the pure hate that I got on it this one day. And when I say you guys need to be kind on what you say to other people because you don't know what they're going through, I mean it. I ended up posting a YOLO and just, you know, posting one because I was like, well, I haven't done one in a while, whatever. And this was before I deleted it. This is where my breaking point was, why I had to take a break from this for a bit and from socials for a bit slightly about an hour or two before i posted that i posted a video of me on tiktok and it was me singing my audition song for all county and you know i'm posting the yellow whatever and someone and again if you don't know what it is it is pretty much just an anonymous messaging app that people can send you things through snap and you post them and you respond to them whatever and i was getting so much hate and it was all from one person and they were like you can't sing your family obviously bribed the teacher to get you in these classes i mean they were all just shitting on me because i was confident in singing and it got worse people were talking about oh well you know I posted a picture and someone said, stop promoting your eating disorder, it's not cool. And I told them, okay, first off, you don't know my life. I'm not promoting anything. If I was, it would definitely not be that. Because I have dealt with that before. I know people who are going through that. I do want to find some of the comments, too. So this may take me a second. Let's see. So, since I did delete it, I cannot find any of the previous messages, which I thought I'd be able to, but pretty much it was people pretty much essentially telling me, you can't sing, you bribed the teacher, you have an eating disorder and you're promoting it, which isn't, and people are saying, oh, you know, go, go kill yourself, no one wants you here, whatever, and I'm posting them, I'm literally crying. And I was texting my friends, and I was like, guys, I can't deal with this. 
whatever, whatever. I need to take a break from social media, which I did for a bit. It was only a day or two, but I did take a break. And I, it was really bad where I was like, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should listen to them. Thankfully, I did not. But I really need to, like, I don't know if I need to, like, nail this into your guys' head. But apparently I have to. Never leave hate for someone, especially if it's anonymous. The thing was, I even posted it saying, send me positive vibes, because I wasn't doing too good. I was down on my luck, wasn't feeling good. I was already in a depressive slump. Like, you guys need to realize your words do hurt people. They really do. Because you could say one thing and you could mean it as a joke, but the person doesn't know that. I don't know if you're joking about this. And then, like, again, I posted one the other day and someone said, Oh, you, you're, you know, making fun of my relationship with my boyfriend, calling him names that I'm not going to say. And someone was like, Oh, you cheated on you know, your ex with your current boyfriend, and I set them straight, and I said, that is wrong. They were like, oh, you and your boyfriend both cheated on your exes, whatever, and I was like, okay, first off, no, we didn't, because my boyfriend, well, my ex, I should say, and I broke up in, you know, this month, in like April or May, they broke up either slightly before we did or after they did, or after we did, I'm sorry, we didn't date until October. Yeah, we didn't date each other. I dated other people. I said, there was no way we cheated on our other, on our exes with each other. And then other people, I could probably, again, sorry, this may take a second, the day that I downloaded it. And someone said, Okay, so I'm not gonna leave names, because obviously I'm not going to, but they said, you're a bad person. You said you have been in love with boyfriend for two years, so everyone you ever dated, you use them. You use them and broke their hearts just so you can fill your void. X did nothing to you. He's a bad, he is not a bad guy, and I called them out on that, and I said, we both have done shit to each other in the past. I'm not a bad person. Yes, I'd been in love with my current boyfriend for two years, but I wasn't dating anyone to fill a void. Someone else said, how does your boyfriend feel about you saying you miss your exes sometimes? And I was like, well, they're my friends. So, obviously, yeah. They're my friends. Of course I miss them, whatever. Someone else, one of my friends, was talking to the other person. They go, um, Caitlin didn't use anyone. Everyone she dated, she genuinely cared about. Did she have feelings for one ex, but need to fill the void that ex left? Yes. Also, don't say that ex didn't do stuff to her and that she's lying, because you don't know what they went through in the relationship. You don't know what she did, what she did to him and what he did to her, so shut the fuck up. Also, don't start tearing her down again. This is why she barely posies anymore. Leave that shit in 2020. And then someone else said, I hope one, you know, one ex was worth losing so-and-so and so-and-so, two of my friends over. Then they said, you and your offensive word boyfriend 
both cheated on your exes with each other, which is disgusting. I already talked about that one. Um, they said, X was the best you're ever going to get. You should have listened to him more. He knew it was best for you. And I told him if he knew what was best for me, we would have not broken up. Actually, I want to see what after that. Oh, I said lies. And then I've got it saved in Snap somewhere, but I'm not going to go look for that. Someone else said, I hope you go kill yourself. Everyone, including the offensive word boyfriend, would be better off. Um, and again, I was just like, okay, whatever. I told them, you wish, and then went into the whole spiel. And then, earlier that day, I posted my music. Because someone said, wanted to know something about my music. And so, I, and someone said, oh my god, guys, she's turning emo. Better watch her wrist. She's done it before. And I said, actually, I'm just being myself. I talked about, I listen to a wide variety of music and not to even bring up stuff from my past. And someone else said, attention seeker listening to music because it's a TikTok trend. And I said, ha 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 ha. And then I was like, half the music on my playlist is music I've been listening to before it was even on TikTok, whatever. So pretty much my, the, the whole gist of this is do not leave hate on people's shit. Because you don't know what the fuck they're going through. You don't know if they just lost a loved one. If they're going through really bad dip, uh, excuse me, going through a really bad battle with depression. If they want to end their life, just don't don't leave hate, especially anonymously, because that really fucking wrecks them. And the sad thing was, the person who was saying this stuff about my current boyfriend with the offensive words. The one thing I will say is. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but he is trans, and they were using his dead name, which not many people know what it is. And I said, the fact that you're someone who I'm close to because you know his dead name, I was like, that just shows that you're not my friend. And I was like, you know what, I'm done with you, I still have no clue who it was. But the fact that even people who you think you're friends with will do this to you is fucked up. Moving on to a different topic, I'm talking now about my future, you know, plans, upcoming, whatever. So, I don't remember if I covered this in the last one, but I have an appointment to get my tattoo soon. And they called me when I was in school, so I was doing online. And they called me in the middle of class, and I answered, and I was freaking out, because I didn't know, you know, whatever, whatever. And they wanted a date, so I gave them a random date. So, as of right now, my date is May 22nd at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I've got to text my mom, whatever. And I texted her, I said, okay, don't freak out, but I got it set up. She tells me, first thing you're supposed to do is not tell me not to freak out, whatever. So we talked about that a little bit. I did just pay for the deposit on it. And... We're still figuring out, since I do have school that day, how I'm going to get there. Her, hopefully one of her coworkers who goes to that place is going to drive me, but I've still got to figure out how am I going to be doing school with this, what time am I leaving to get there, because it's about a half an hour to an hour away. All that stuff. And then another thing I want to talk about is back to when I said and, you know, getting a second job so I have more money for an apartment. Like I said, 
with my one friend who lives in Michigan, who I want to meet. I texted them earlier, and I said, I have an idea, you know, whatever, and they said, what is it? And I said, how would you feel if, since I'll be going to CMU, and I know if you still want to go there, I was like, how would you feel if we got an apartment off of off-campus, because they've got the off-campus ones that are still provided by the school, and then they've got some that are more off-campus, and I said, how would you feel if we got an apartment together, split the rent, both have jobs, and both commute to work together, or to school together, I'm sorry. And they said, I was like, it was just an idea, just a thought, and they said that that would be awesome. So I was looking at places, and they are, I will be honest, this stuff is a little expensive. Because we would need a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, because obviously we can't have one bedroom, we need two. And obviously two bathrooms, because if we're both getting ready to go to school, even though they're a year behind me, we're going to be fighting over that bathroom. We're both very... I don't want to say aggressive, but we're aggressive. So I was looking at the place that I sent it to them, and I said, okay, well, hey, this place, they're in the process of building it. And I said, it's like nine twenty-five a month. We would split the rent, so we'd each be paying like 400 a month. And I was like, you know what, though? That's okay, because it's two-bedroom, two-bath, very spacious. It's got living area, extra storage. It includes all the, you know, the cost includes all the utilities and the garbage pickup and, you know, maintenance and all that. And they said, it looks great. So that is pretty much my plan is go to Michigan, get that apartment. The other great thing is it's in walking distance of the school and we can have our pets there. So our two dogs, um, it's more like their dogs, but I claim one of them. We can have them with us for an extra fee. So that's pretty much like what my future looks like right now is getting my tattoo, graduating high school, and then leaving. <laughs> Alright guys, so that is it for today's episode. I will try and make a few more in the upcoming days to post so that there is not such a big time gap. We did talk about a lot today, but... I think it was all pretty much worth it, so I will talk to you guys next time.